course of the evening. I know some drivers are a little more cooperative than others. And the voice of the Wilmot Raceway. Go to WilmotRaceway.com for all the latest information when it comes to Wilmot Raceway's 2019 racing season. This coming Saturday night, it'll be Veterans Appreciation or Military Appreciation Night. And we will be admitting veterans as well as active military who present an ID card at the ticket office. Will be admitted to the grandstands as guests of Wilmot Raceway and the Kenosha County Fair. It's also going to be the rescheduled Dennis Carlton tribute presented. Good morning, everybody. Here we are with My Loso Life with Mary Shep. My Loso Life is all about the low-sodium lifestyle. This is the inaugural episode of My Loso Life. Mary, please tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your Loso Life. So, you know, let's talk about salt for an hour, see if you enjoy something like that. Sounds like the craziest idea anybody's ever had, but... Um, I've learned a lot in the last few years living a, a low-sodium lifestyle, and it's it's literally the, the most popular diet on the planet that nobody ever talks about. Um, anybody with a heart disease, uh, blood pressure, liver disease, kidney disease, thyroid issues, cancer issues, um, doctors will prescribe you a low-sodium diet. Um, there are some people who are just flat-out sodium sensitive. I have a, a girlfriend of mine who looks at a french fry and swells up 10 pounds. <laughs> so, um, tell her to quit looking at the fries. I know, I know, I know. It's, uh, it's it's pretty comical because you know you always like, oh well, I can I can splurge and I can have something, and I, and the next thing you know, you have fries with your burger, and literally you can't get your wedding rings off. Your your shoes are stuck on your feet. It's 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 oh, it's man. pretty fun life. Oh man. Okay. Well, sounds so fun, and because it sounds so fun, okay then. Why? Uh, maybe even for you or anybody, but why a low so lifestyle? Why, why would you go, other than getting your wedding rings off, which maybe, you know, I don't think my wife would appreciate that if I was that's trying to true. get them off. But Keeps you from so losing true. them. Keeps you from losing them, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so. For me specifically, I, I had, uh, back in 2015, I got extremely ill and ended up having liver failure. So, you know, a week in the hospital and um, a million tests later discovered that I had advanced cirrhosis of the liver. Uh, so, you know, it's... It's kind of a, a hard hit when you're not even 40 years old and someone tells you that you're an organ failure and we got to figure out which organ's failing. Oy. So it was, it was one of those things where I didn't really have much of a choice. Oh, um, so yeah, quit smoking, quit drinking, don't eat salt, go home and take 15 medications. That was, that was pretty much my instructions. Um, <laughs> Did they tell you in which order to take those Right, meds? right, right. Uh, well, that was, that's the funny part is the, the, the low sodium part was... Um, literally a, a double-sided sheet of paper that had a chicken recipe on one side and how much salt was in a teaspoon on the other side. So that that was all. So, okay. Yeah. Organ failure. Yeah. You get chicken and a teaspoon of salt. Right. And that's all you got. All right. So, were, now, you, were you excited about that? <laughs> well, that, that's, that's kind of the crazy thing is that I'm a I'm a cook. I love cook. I'm not by no means a chef. I am I'm not 
classically trained. I am not culinarily trained. I just love food. I've always loved food. It's been my thing. Anybody that even remotely knows me, that is, that's all I ever talk about is food. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever watched cooking shows, but they kind of throw it in by the handful, like cups yeah. at a time, boiling water, just six cups of salt. Got to make it taste like the ocean to have your noodles taste good. So for somebody that cooks to have someone tell you you can't have salt was just, it just sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, I mean, I, I was a 20-year smoker and I quit smoking. I was a drinker. I quit wow. drinking. And it wasn't that I had a, a drinking addiction or anything that made me... It, have my liver fail um although that was how i was treated for quite some time but it was like okay next what what do i do next you tell me i'm gonna die i gotta quit this okay sure easy done i don't want to die um so but i can't have salt <laughs> no salt yeah, yeah that's that's weird that's yeah. bizarre yeah so instead of telling you more than chicken on the other side teaspoon they're pretty much preaching at you because they think that you got their via means that you didn't right and that's the thing is it was drilled into my head that everything you do is going to end up back in the hospital if you drink you're going to die if you smoke you're going to die if you have too much salt you're going to die if you don't have the right diet you're going to die and you focus so much on all these things and you're so overwhelmed by so much and that's how it is with any disease anybody that you talk to who's got cancer or liver or kidney thyroid anything any heart disease that you you get pounded with so much and you're not a doctor, so you don't know the questions to ask until you're home. And you go, oh, crap, I should have asked about this. And that was the thing. I, I, so I'm thinking, okay, you know, I'm a strong person. I know how to cook. I can do this, right? So I get this, this recipe for chicken. A, it's a horrible recipe. So it's like, okay, this, this is the most ridiculous thing. There's, I can make chicken. I know how to cook. Yeah. So I go to the store and literally buy chicken. I didn't have any in my hand or in my refrigerator. And the first thing I happen to notice is, duh chicken's brined for those of you that don't cook um almost all chicken is brined unless you pay attention and it's getting better these days that a lot isn't but up until two three years ago everything was brined and all pork is brined unless you go to a butcher yeah. all yeah. pork is brined and brining is soaking it in a salt and flavor solution um to, to create an osmosis that softens the meat so you don't overcook your chicken overcook your pork overcook whatever so I go to the grocery store and all the chicken's brined, which means all of it is already too much that I can't eat. So, so now I got to leave the grocery store and go to the butcher to get have, chicken. Have your piece of so, chicken, right. but don't. Right, exactly. So, okay. so they didn't tell me that bit. Um, and of course, I also bought uh, a product called New Salt that is fake salt. Well, that's we'll touch on that here in a few minutes where it's also something you have to be mindful of if you have it. So oh, every instruction that I had, so I lived on grilled plain unsalted unseasoned other than prepper grilled chicken and mashed potatoes for about five months uh, that was five it. months of the same thing over and over and over well i mean my husband and i tried a lot of stuff we as a cook i i tried a lot of different recipes but everything you find is just more and more salt on top of salt on top of salt and as you start doing research as i did you know garlic cloves have salt and then parsley has salt in it and parsley Everything on the planet pretty much has, and even oh, if it's trace okay. amounts of salt, has, I we guess, have salt. Yeah. Yeah, everything has salt in it. Yeah. It's, it's a mineral that's in the earth. Sodium is naturally derived. It's, it's there. Yeah. So you, you can't avoid it. So when people tell you to avoid it, it's, it's, 
once you start looking and everything you look at at the grocery store is like this is this is where is i'm gonna find no salt oh man i i noticed that we're actually getting uh, a handful of folks here phil hello good morning gail good morning alex alex says holy so my holy macaroni the one and only mary so yeah you betcha buddy there and pamela cool and jeremiah we see you out there so thanks for everybody hanging in here please share this out share it with everybody this is the very first ever episode of my low so life with mary shep here um to kind of keep moving on here uh what you 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 touched on this just a second ago but what I, I mean, this may sound like a goofy question, but what is salt? So salt is a, it's, it's a, a compound of two different things. It's um, sodium and chloride or a sodium and a chlorine molecule, I believe. But it's, it's not the same as dietary salt. It's, it's it, um, see, now I'm losing my words. So, no, you're fine. But it's, I know that you and I talked about this a little bit before. And, but you have a difference between sodium and chlorine and the ionic compounds and right. the formulas that go with that. And I'm like, who thinks of this stuff? No and that's the thing is, is sodium is necessary for life. Um, but as salt as sodium chloride being these two compounds that create an electrolyte that you need. So it is something that you, you need to live on. Um, and it's, it's something that's added to food. Sodium is a completely different element. Um, same as anything else. It's, it's a, I believe, a metallic element, um, but it's a very bad thing. <laughs> it, it's a, it can be made into some pretty nasty stuff, but mixed with chloride, it's a different compound in your body that, that is necessary for life. So it, it um, helps nerve function and muscle function and, and all of these things in your body. So it's, it's absolutely necessary, but too much or too little can cause significant difficulties. Now, Alex is asking a question, which almost seems comical, but makes me wonder, do you have to be wary of saltwater pools or oceans? Like, like, is that, is that like, you, you can't go to the beach if you don't want, I mean, if you want to, or is that like not the same thing? That's a, that's a, in our, our low soul world, that's a, a heated debate. Um, really? So it is, it is true. In a saltwater pool or saltwater oceans, you, through osmosis, you do absorb a certain amount of salt through your, your skin. Um, more so, to be honest, you swallow it. Uh, the amount that you're going to okay. absorb into your body from soaking in a saltwater pool um, is, is minimal. But when you're swimming, you tend to swallow a lot more than you realize. Okay. Um, but the salinity of water is, is not extremely high. Uh, the one thing, to be honest, that people don't think of is their salted water at home. Salt, what? Salted you have water. a water softener? Yeah, we do. Oh. So you have salted water. There's, yeah, because you have yeah. to put salt in the water right. softener. So if you ever I didn't at, even think of that. Yeah, so you, you literally wow. get, you know, it's a trace amount. It's, it's um, I forget, someone had, we had a discussion about this in our, our group uh about how much salt is actually in a glass of water. But for people who are severely restricted, they do have to watch that. And even bottled water, if you look at a bottle of water, a lot of them say minerals added for flavor. That mineral is salt. Wow. So you're going to get, you know, 10, 20, 30 milligrams out of a bottle of water, which doesn't seem like a lot. But if you're really restricted, that's a, that's a lot for some people. Yeah, I guess it would be because... You, you, I wouldn't even think about that mineral, like mineral water. You just, mm-hmm. Okay, there's probably some, you know, 
right. iron or whatever, something right. that you wouldn't think about. Salt. Who salts water? I, that wouldn't even. And Alex is also asking, Culligan do you have to get Culligan or special water? That's a good question. So it, it's all going to be salted. Culligan water, um, Hinkley Spring, all of the waters, all of them, they're, they're all, you know, flavored. They're all, they're all waters of the earth. They're all spring water. So they're going to have sodium in them. Um, it's just a matter of how much. So the, the big thing is, is awareness and where everything is and where the salt is and that, that it's literally in everything. It's, wow, this is the most salty conversation I've had in a long time. <laughs> the most boring salty conversation well, well, I've well, had in well, a long well, time. Well, let's, uh, well, I mean, but see, these are things I've never, I use salt like crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, I do, uh, I so do did I. like low carb, no carb kind of things, but I, I salt constantly. But I mean, so what's the difference then? Because you touched on this a little earlier and said, well, we'll talk about it later. But salt versus dietary sodium. I mean, what's, because salt is salt, right? You're going to shake it on your food. What's the difference between that? What what? So, salt versus dietary sodium, and it's almost impossible. If you do a search for um, sodium, you're gonna get salt. It's yeah. What is sodium? You're gonna get salt. What is so? Sodium is actually on the molecular table, um, Na, which is the part of salt, which is NaCi. Yeah. Um, and obviously the Ci is the the chlorides or chlorine side of it, but um, the dietary sodium or what I call dietary sodium, and again, I'm no scientist, I just play one on Facebook, <laughs> um, is, is that's naturally in fruit, vegetables, meat, it's in everything on the planet. So the, the same as anything else, fiber, sugars, if you are watching your sugars and you juice fruit, you now have made it um, unbalanced. You've taken the fiber, you've taken all of these things out of the fruit that make it perfectly balanced over time to be really good for you but even still fruit is a balanced fructose glucose sugar versus man-made sugar which is added and it's the same with salt when it's naturally in a product it's perfectly balanced with the sugars and the proteins and every and the fibers that are in it to be absorbed into your body uh in a natural way so you i can go really high on my sodium when it's it's all natural. So if I eat things that are high in sodium, but it's a naturally high product, like beets are not high in sodium. But if but I it's don't, it's not added. It right, just grew that it's, way. It's just naturally in it. Okay. Um, same with meats and proteins and stuff like that. So when you eat something that way, I can go higher on the scale than I should go. But because it's naturally occurring in the product, it's not. It doesn't affect me the same way at all. Hmm. Versus if I have a packaged product or an added salt or add a seasoning to get that salt, then it, it, I, I see the reaction almost immediately. Okay. Now, Phil actually just asked a question. Do they have salt or do they have test strips for salt? I would never even have thought to even, I mean, is that a thing? It, it's, it's heavily requested. Um, like diabetics, they can just boop, poke their finger and yeah. boom, they know exactly how high or low they are in, so, or in the sugar. And in salt, you, you just don't. The only way to get that answer is to actually go and do an actual blood test to test the sodium levels in your body. So outside of how you feel and over the course of time, how you, you've learned to control and watch what you eat um, and how you respond to things, it's, it's almost like being allergic to something. You know what your allergies are and you can have a piece of fish because you really like fish, but you're allergic and it's going to make your throat a little itchy. Uh, but that's the same with salt. There's no way... There's to just test really it. no way to you, test you, it. Outside of Man, paying money for blood tests. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and 
<laughs> salty. <laughs> what well, Alex asks, what about salty ass people? Stay away from them too. Well, what? Alex, you'll notice that you're not in the studio today. So <laughs> but, uh, the invitations in the mail, Alex. <laughs> invitations in the mail. But that that may just be something you want to do out of right. the course of your life right. because who needs that? So Alex, no, you're awesome. You're great. We love you. You know that. So why does why does salt matter? I mean, why why does it matter so much? What's the I mean, really, what's the big deal about this? It, well, I mean, it's an electrolyte. So you always hear about electrolytes. Drink Gatorade. You got electrolytes. Um, look at the back of a bottle of a Gatorade and see how many servings is one of those ginormous bottles and how much sodium's in it because it's a lot. So if you can have sodium, it's okay, and you do need it because it regulates uh, muscle function, nerve function, um, and, and all of those things. So there's, there's a definite need for it. It also regulates your blood pressure and, and all of those things um, in your heart, your kidney, your livers. That livers. Kidneys and Kidneys liver. Kidneys and liver. I got that yeah. one flipped. I wish no, I had another right. liver. <laughs> yeah. Give George a buddy. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it – the. Everybody knows salt attracts water. So having yeah. salt in your diet and sodium in your diet naturally regulates the, the amount of water in your body. So when your body's functioning properly, your, your liver and your kidney and all of those organs um, flush everything out that you don't need. So for me, for instance, having a bum liver, it's, it's almost like a, a sponge in your kitchen when it starts to get old and crusty. Okay. It absorbs right. a little bit of water, and that's exactly what a liver is. It's, it's like a big sponge, and it just filters everything through it. So if you put a, a bucket of water with a bunch of crappy water in the top and a sponge in the bottom, it's going to filter it all through. you got clean water on the bottom. Okay. When you all have right. a crappy sponge that bits of it are crusty and disgusting and, and just hard, um, everything just backs up. So there's little pockets here and there that stuff can feed through to actually filter the way it's supposed to. So the small portion of my liver that does function right... Um, still does that properly, the same as yours does. Okay. But it's it's like creating a traffic jam. So if I eat a bunch of crap, it all sits in it's that top. It's just going to sit there until it gets filtered. Right, until it can find all those good nooks and crannies to actually work its way through and filter into my blood the way it's supposed to. Okay. So that means all that crap literally just filters and circulates in my bloodstream and collects in your brain. and your, It's just horribly, horribly, horribly bad. Man, holy cow. Oh, hi, Jim. Oh, oh, so Jim Anderson is one of my good buddies. Um, Perfect timing that he's listening to me because if anybody. So one of my big favorite things about cooking is cast iron. And one thing that people don't realize is cast iron imparts a flavor. The reason for that flavor is the Maillard reaction. When you cook, when you sear a steak on a grill or in a pan, um, the Maillard reaction is actually changes the chemical structure of the proteins and creates a salted flavor. So it tastes like a salted steak huh. without salt. And how do you get the best sear on anything? It's cast iron. So, Jim, just for you, cast hey. iron journey by Jim Anderson. It's a good say, book. say that again because I said hey. Oh, <laughs> way to talk over me. Yeah, yeah. So this is a cast iron journey by Jim Anderson. It's uh, it's a little book that he wrote about you know cast iron, everything about cast iron, seasoning cast iron. And if you ever have a question, he's he's your he's your go to guy. Where can they find that? Oh, on Amazon. Amazon, yep. just search, search the yep. title or his name. Yep. So, hey, there you go, Jim. First actual plug I on uh, this show. So, that's really cool. Now, so, Phil Ooh. is asking, what about sea salt? So, I'm guessing, Phil, maybe you're talking about, because I know at home, 
we have little shakers of regular table salt like Morton's, but then we also have the sea salt shaker, which to me seems the same, a little bit bigger flakes, but... Um, well, so that that, that's that's literally the million-dollar question in the Loso world. Uh, almost every other day, three, four times a week um, in our group, it's, it's the question, well, I can have sea salt or pink salt or Himalayan salt. Um, there's about a billion different kinds of salt, Celtic salt, gray salt, uh, Florida salt. There's, there's millions of different kinds of salt. They are all salts of the earth, um, and they are all salt. They are all sodium chloride. It doesn't matter. Salt is salt is salt is salt. So if you take the, the theory that Himalayan sea salt is healthier for you, it's, it's because it has more mineral compounds. Okay. So if you break it down, salt that you get, table salt, is just sodium chloride. It's, it's processed. So all of those other min- minerals are stripped out of it. Potassium, magnesium, all of that stuff that just naturally occurs on a, on a rock is, is stripped out. And then they add iodine because years and years and years ago we were iodine deficient. So they added iodine. Um, but the, the pink salt... The, the truth is, yes, it does have more minerals. There is more potassium, more magnesium, more all of these things. Um, that being said, to say that it's healthier than any other salt is, is very, very misleading because you get more potassium licking a banana <laughs> than you do out of the potassium in Himalayan yeah. pink salt. Okay. Um, so per 100 measurable grams or micrograms, however they scientifically measure it, it, it's something like one one millionth of a some microgram or something that's potassium and magnesium. So yes, if you go percentages and say, okay, it's 10% potassium, but it, it, it's when you think of a little tiny teaspoon, you're not putting a teaspoon, you're putting yeah. like 60 granules of Himalayan sea salt on your steak. And if you lick a portion of one of those little grains, you might get some potassium. Maybe. Yeah. You might. So, so it, you're better off, like yeah. you said a while ago, going outside and just licking a rock. Right. If you want that stuff. Right. And so, it, so the, if you are going to use salt, so for those that want to cut salt and not eliminate salt, um, it's the, the sea salts and the um, Celtic salts, they're larger granules. They're usually in a grinder. And you tend to use them a lot more sparingly than you do table salt. So in that rationale, you end up getting a little bit less, so it's a little bit better. Um, and the flavors are different. So I do like cooking with those salts um, if I'm going to use a salt, just because the flavor component is, is different because of those minerals. So even though they're trace, it's kind of like licking a penny. Okay. There's, you're not really getting anything, but the, the components are so strong that it gives you that metallic compound, that... which is usually the potassium. Okay. All right. Got it. So then between all these different things, well, Alex actually just asked a question here again. How often do people have scares? I guess daily, daily, every day. Wow. Um, anytime someone has, and there's so many different conditions and there's so many different varying levels of what people need to be uh, concerned about that it's, it's a constant daily. I have to pay attention because so many times when, you know, if you said, let's go to lunch, how do I do that? How do I go to lunch? Name one place on the face of the planet that's going to have a low sodium selection. And even if they say, oh, we got grilled chicken, I bet you it's brined. Why is it brined? Because any cook in that kitchen is not going to screw it up if it's soaked in salt to make it taste good and not overcook. 
Yeah. So it it's it's a daily kind of you got to watch everything. You got to watch if you eat at home constantly and that's all you do, then yeah, you can watch it a lot easier than you can if you go out or if you go out to dinner or go out to lunch or, or you know, what if you work and you got to bring stuff to work? Yeah. You know, anybody offers you a piece of food, it's going to have salt on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So and then Alex says, what do you do if you have one? Like if you have a scare, what like what do you do if you if you all of a sudden, oh, no. I got a hold of something with salt in it that I should not should not have had. What do you do? Yeah, you wait it out. I mean, there's different theories. Some people say drink water and flush it out of your body. Well, somebody like me who has a liver issue, if I drink too much water and I retain too much and then it just filters more and blah, 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 you can cause problems. So usually your best bet is to talk to your specialist and say, okay, depending on what condition is, my heart condition, liver condition, whatever, whatever it, is, it is, whatever reason you are, if you're just a sodium sensitive person, then yes, you can up your water intake and it will eventually flush through all your organs and, and, and you just pee it out. Um, but it does take time. You, you can take medications for that. I prefer not to because I react horribly, horribly bad with all of them, which most people do. They just suffer and say, I'd rather eat crap and take medication. Uh, but that was pose a whole other problem because most of them are what's called potassium sparing, meaning when you take a diuretic to get rid of your water, yeah, to get rid of all of that salt, that's what your goal is. But the problem is it also gets rid of everything else. So it just flushes it all. So you lose your sodium, your potassium, your magnesium. It flushes everything out of your body. So if you're doing too much of the diuretics and lose too much crap, uh, you got to replenish you, it. You kind of cease to be if right. you don't. <laughs> right. You can't not yeah. have those things in your body. Um, one of those key things that you can't have is, is potassium. And so a lot of those diuretics are what's called potassium sparing. So it flushes everything but the potassium, which is what you need to live. But then it builds the potassium up in your blood. So now if you eat too many bananas or take too many potassium-rich foods, you have a whole other host of problems. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. such fun. Yeah. Such fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so since we were talking about the different salts and and everything we just went through there what about fake salt like mm. you know when you get like the the stuff that says okay here put this i can't remember the name of the stuff but you know you you shake this because it's going to taste like salt but it's not going to be salt right what about that stuff so that that is that is exactly that potassium chloride so salt is sodium chloride uh fake salt is potassium chloride there's a lot of different companies that make it um i tried it I personally didn't like it mostly because it tasted like licking a penny because very okay. much like sodium, potassium right. is another mineral compound that is metallic in nature. And excuse me. Um, so we're from birth, we're all conditioned to like salt. So that's an easy one. But when you switch it just a little bit, it, it does potassium taste. It leaves that copper penny taste in the back of your mouth and it's gross. But it's, it's also potassium. So it's another component that is necessary for life. It regulates a bunch of things in your body. It is also necessary for your heart. But it also interacts with just about every medication on the face of the planet. Which is also another thing that the doctors didn't tell me anything about. Oy. So when I went home and said, oh, I can take this new salt stuff. And it made me feel like crap. And it was gross. And it tasted disgusting. So thankfully I didn't like it. But it also interacted with just about every medication I was on. Because oh. I was on those potassium-sparing diuretics. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Now, so then 
the the fake salt isn't exactly entirely safe for uh, right i mean it's not necessarily the same with salt it's not none of these things are necessarily dangerous but um potassium chloride you might have heard of before and wonder why you've heard of it before because you can build bombs out of it <laughs> you can you can okay. you can make Woo-hoo. some pretty nasty stuff out of potassium you can break some pretty nasty stuff out of magnesium pretty nasty stuff out of um Sodium. And the other thing that potassium chloride is, it's the final compound that they use um, in execution. It's the thing that stops your heart. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, good to know. So, uh, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's where oh they, you know, gosh. they send you home and they say, okay, this is what you can do and what you can't do. And they give you a little sheet of paper. And they said, come back and see me in, you know, six weeks. So you go home and you find out, well, everything's got sodium in it. So now what can I have? I can have fake salt. Well, that's potassium. Everything's got potassium in it. So now I got to watch that. And then you find out, you actually read for the, I mean, it wasn't until I felt like crap that I read the, all of the 16 pages of novel that came with my prescriptions. And all of them said, watch your potassium, watch your potassium. Well, well, you know what? Maybe I should have read. Who reads those? You're supposed to, you're supposed to get a prescription, you're supposed to listen to your pharmacist, you're supposed to read the stupid bloody nine pages of, who wants to read all the side effects that you're going to have? You're going to die, you're going to have anal leakage, your skin's going to swell up and fall off. Like, really, this is, the, the, why am I taking this again? Like, what? Do, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. man. Well, right now, we're going to take just a little bit of a break to talk about some of the sponsors of 21.6 The Net here, so we can... You know, of course, pay the bills that keep the lights on and uh, everybody listening to all our stuff here. When we come back, we're, uh, we're going to ask uh, and talk about how much is too much and also uh, hypernatremia, because mm-hmm. that was a brand new thing for me that you had mentioned. Mm-hmm. So we want uh, kind of want to talk about that. And then if we have a little time left, I actually you, you brought some food in today uh, for Deke and I to kind of share but I kind of wanted you to tell everybody about that because it looks kind of good. And, um, you know, maybe that's something that they could cook up themselves. Sure. So real quick, we're just going to take a little bit of a break here. And uh, everybody, 216thenet216thenet.com is uh, actually a really, really cool internet radio station. It's uh, where you're going to find your daily dose of encouragement here on 216 Net with all kinds of different shows. Uh, My Loso Life now being one of them. Uh, we're looking at Thursdays at 11 a.m. here with Mary Shep on that. And, of course, 216 The Net streams live high atop the William Tunyon Building, Tunyon & Sons. You can go to www.wmtunyonandsons.com, uh, learn all about them. Of course, you can see right up here on our wall, if you're watching on the Facebook live stream, Natural Therapy Wellness Center, www.mchenrymassage.com, 815-385-8191. And you can check them out for massage therapy, reflexology, acupuncture, and Thai yoga massage. Not sure exactly what that is, but if you call them, they'll be able to tell you or go check out their website. Of course, Prime Media right up behind us here. PrimeMediaConsulting.com, 847-752-0018. For web design, SEO, Google advertising, and social media marketing. Give them a call. Check them out online, Prime Media Consulting. Dot com and of course mobile tax we don't have we've moved the studio around a little bit so if you're watching on uh, the Facebook stream here on 216 the net page uh, you won't see mobile tax up just yet we'll get you there Eric no worries 
go to www.mobile.tax. You can learn all about Eric Mason, an amazing CPA who helps all the people here throughout McHenry County, Lake County areas with their bookkeeping and taxes. A really, really great person to get to know. So, and actually, what we're going to do now is actually run over. We'll just go ahead and let uh, a little bit of another other tune play here. And uh, we'll actually go grab uh, her, her dish and be back with you in just a moment. to the dish here actually i do want to come into uh how much is too much how much salt is too much salt so for the average healthy person the the recommended um or i think the heart american heart association recommends no more than 2300 milligrams a day so that's also debated depending on who you talk to what you know side of the pond you're on and so on and so forth but it's you know Two to two thousand to three thousand milligrams per day is usually what is normal, uh, normally recommended for a healthy person. So the ideal limit is is anything under fifteen hundred milligrams. So to to give you perspective on on how much that is, because I mean, how much is fifteen hundred milligrams? Right. Yeah. Uh, a, a teaspoon of salt is just over two thousand milligrams. So, so you're allowed just a teaspoon. Right, one teaspoon of salt. Now that's that's the teaspoon of salt. So it's not that you can add that teaspoon on top of everything else you've eaten. It's everything you've eaten and anything you add to it has to be cal- you know counted in that that total um, in recommended that one daily value. Right. So if you have a steak that's 100 milligrams, that comes out of your 2,000 a day or 1,500 to be. Wow. If you were perfectly, you know watch it usually the only people who stay around 1500 milligrams a day are people like me who have to watch their sodium to find somebody on the street who just eats normally they're they're typically like three to seven thousand i think would have to be yeah i mean even for myself there's no way a a teaspoon of salt is gonna cover one dinner plate right that maybe right and that, I mean, when you actually start watching and see, so to, I always equate it to money because it's, I mean, everybody remembers money. Who doesn't, I mean, if you, if you say watch, you know, two milligrams here, three milligrams there, 20 milligrams there, hundred milligrams there, it, you don't remember it by the end of the day. So if you count it as money and say, okay, you can spend $2,000 a day. So now you go and have a steak. Now, keep in mind, servings, uh, a serving of steak would be four ounces. <laughs> Tell me anybody on the planet who's ever had a four-ounce steak, because it's really tiny. So if you have an eight-ounce steak, which is still really tiny on most concerns, usually you get a 16 or 12-ounce steak at a restaurant. But even an eight-ounce steak is, you know, 100 to 150 milligrams of sodium. So that's 150 bucks. Now, a little tiny pat of butter in a little silver package at any restaurant you've ever been to is 100 milligrams. Or a hundred bucks. Wow. So do you want a hundred and fifty dollar steak or do you want a hundred dollar pat of butter? Oy. Yeah. 
So once you start watching and you start looking at things and go, so a can of soup, even the heart healthy with the little heart on it, yeah. logo soup. Well, a can of soup is two servings. So per serving, it's going to be 410. Any heart healthy one, it's going to be at the absolute max of what they can to be labeled heart healthy, which is almost always 410 milligrams of sodium. Man. So two servings. Who eats a half a can of soup? You dump the whole can in a bowl and you eat the whole freaking bowl like a little fatty and you put your little oyster crackers on top of it, which are salted. And and you you enjoy your bowl of soup. And that's even the heart healthy one is 800 milligrams. So you just spent $800 out of your $2,000 day. On a can of soup. On a can of soup. And heaven forbid you put some cheese on it or some saltine crackers on it or whatever else. You just blew your whole day in a can of soup. Because you know, if I'm having soup, not only am I having a can of soup, I am putting the crackers in. Yeah, I have a sandwich. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Uh, You know, it. well, uh, when I I would eat that stuff. like me. But, you know, (laughs) like like doing the no-carb thing, you know, soup general. Soup has a ton of carbs in it. It has a load of carbs because they put flour in soup. I don't know why they put flour in soup. Thickening. Okay. Now I know why they put sunflower in soup. <laughs> but, you know, and because I'm not eating sandwich. Right. But it, when I would, yeah, it, I'm having a whole sandwich. I'm having soup. Uh, and I'm putting the crackers in. And I'm probably, depending on what kind it is, I am putting cheese in there. Mm-hmm. So what about cheese and dairy? So it's funny because a lot of people say that I don't need to make my food as low sodium as I do. Um, the reason why I do is because I'm a firm believer that in any diet, you need to set yourself up to not fail. Um, my failure is cheese. I love cheese. I love everything about cheese. And you're not <laughs> going to take cheese away from me. And so if I make a dish so unbelievably low in salt that I can put a half a pound of cheese on it, I'm going to do it. So cheese is naturally high. So any like, shredded cheddar cheese mozzarella cheese on average it's like 110 to 150 milligrams for serving so a serving is is about what you can fit in the cup of your hand um it's a very small amount wow yeah or it's like a one inch cube so a if you take one a, inch if you, that's like that's yeah. not even enough for a cracker so you know how you have a the little brick of cheese yeah and you cut a slice, you cut it in yeah. slices, little quarter inch slices and put them on a cheese cracker plate for your friends. Yeah. One of those slices is a serving. That's it. Yeah. I'll eat a half a brick That's... and cheese if you let me. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, man. Because I, I do, I sprinkle cheese, because cheese is actually really low in carbs. Mm-hmm. You know, you can actually get a nice. High in protein, uh, low yeah. in carbs. One, two grams. Um, you know, on on like the 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 sliced singles or if you get the, like the shredded stuff right. very low in carb you can enjoy a lot of cheese you can throw cheese on salad or whatever you can eat some green stuff on yep. low carbs i don't like green stuff i don't like i don't like I, I, anyway it doesn't matter um <laughs> but at that, that just what about now what about like so like milk mm-hmm. like because that milk is actually Same. high in carbs 120 milligrams and that's why cheese is high well cheese is high for two reasons because it's usually made from dairy yeah. Uh, so when you get goat cheeses, uh, things like that, they're a little bit lower just because the, the goat milk is lower and they use less salt to process it. But they use a salt, uh, rennet and stuff to, to process cheese is how you get cheese. But dairy in it itself, a cup of milk is about 120 milligrams or 120 bucks. Okay. So, and again, most people drink a glass of milk, which is, a cup is about that much. Yeah. Um, but the salt hat, the, the sodium is in the milk already. So what about like, okay, like what about like eggs though? Cause I'll eat yep. like a ton of eggs. 70 milligrams per egg. 
And there's more in... They don't taste salt. I I salt eggs like crazy. So here's what's funny is when you get rid of salt in your diet, everything tastes salty to you. Everything tastes... You can taste the salt in a soda pop. It's... Really? It's... it. Yeah. Soda tastes salty. It's also high in salt. Huh. A can of soda, yeah. See that... that, that, Yeah. Hey, uh, Kristen. Hello. How you doing? And uh, there's Bill Murphy. Marlon, hey Marlon, how you doing? Sherry Ann, my five-year-old daughter is on fifteen hundred milligrams low-so diet. It's rough. It wow. is rough with kids. Um, I don't personally have kids. I have cats. I'm a crazy cat lady. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's when you go out, and that's the thing with kids. You every restaurant, every chicken nugget, every they're just loaded with salt. So it's it's extremely difficult and that comes up a lot in conversations about how do you how do you feed your kids when you can't give them soup you can't give them spaghettios you can't give them chicken nuggets and like french fries that's another one so you 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 can make a french fry you cut a potato fry it up but that's a huge pain in the butt nobody does it and fryers are extremely messy and will light your kitchen on fire but the the bagged potatoes. <laughs> I don't know where you're cooking. Uh, <laughs> I might. I may. May have lit. My, I may have lit my kitchen on fire once or twice. Oh. I know my sister did one time at Thanksgiving. It was, it was really? fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, she shouldn't help. <laughs> okay. well, she, should, she should leave the cooking to me. But that's a whole other show. <laughs> okay. Mary's sister and the trials and tribulations. <laughs> Um, now, of course, if both my sisters are listening, they'll be like, which one is she talking about? Loso and fire. fire right. You know, kitchen but yeah, fire, it's so, so yeah. with kids, it, I've the advice I've always given is if you can learn to make things in advance. So I have a, a recipe for chicken fingers. It's, it's super easy with chicken, chicken tenderloins. Um, and the same with French fries, as I was saying, where you buy a bag of French fries in the grocery store, the frozen ones, you throw mm-hmm. them in your oven. You would think that potatoes are really low in sodium, naturally. So French fries should be low in sodium. They are not. It's like 350 milligrams for like 10 French fries. But is that like for the processed stuff or like... Yeah. Because you can... I wouldn't think if you just bought the potato. No, if you just buy a potato, it's... Depending on the potato and where, it's, you know, less than 50 milligrams for a huge batch. It's They're really low in sodium. Um, but the... The, fry, the the pre-made, they mash up the potatoes. It's still just potatoes. You look at the ingredients and it says potatoes. Yeah. But they mash it up like mashed potatoes and they fluff it up and then they put salt in it and they form it into a little French fry looking thing and then they par cook it and then you finish cooking it. So it's essentially a fried mashed potato stick. With salt. With salt. <laughs> uh, yeah, With yeah, salt. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you can imagine as someone who's got kids... You know, what do you what do you put in your freezer? So if you can make it takes time like anything else, but you can cut a bunch of fries, par cook them, freeze them. You can do the same thing with chicken tenders. You just buy the chicken tenders, season them up, bake them off, freeze them. And you can have a freezer full of your own TV dinners that makes it super easy. So you have one day that you cook. And you cook a ton of stuff and you fill your freezer. And then for the rest of the month, anytime your kid wants French fries or mashed potatoes or um, I do sweet potato chips, uh, chicken fingers, little steak fingers, all sorts of stuff. You can just even crepes, pancakes, all that stuff. You can just freeze it and just bring it out, heat it up real quick. And you've got a, an easy dinner. And just toss it in the or microwave snack. And, yeah. mm-hmm. and go, I, I didn't really ever thought of that. Yep. Freeze, you freeze pancakes? I... You can, and you do. And you can buy the frozen ones at the grocery store, the little frozen silver dollar ones or Eggo waffles, all that stuff you can buy. Out oh, the yeah, I didn't even think about yeah. waffles because, right. yeah, you just take those and pop them in the toaster and go. Right. 
But so. same with pancakes and all of those things. They are made with baking soda, which is bisodium carbonate, which is sodium. So it's so Adam's salt. And again, you find that little salt demon laying in a corner somewhere. Man, everywhere. Mm-hmm. So now, like, what about, because for you, what about, like, fruit, though? So fruit is typically fairly low. Um, I actually think I have a thing that says different fruits and stuff like that. So you can see... Yeah, I think you had like vegetables, a vegetable Most seed fruits are zero. A lot of fruits are zero. Some of the melons, like honeydew melon and grapes, uh, cantaloupe, which is another muskmelon kind of thing, which I can't stand, pineapple. But the, those are the only f- few that they're all less than like 30 milligrams a piece. The rest is usually zero sodium or it's negligible at best. So anything under a certain milligram per serving, I think it's anything under five milligrams per serving is considered uh, no salt. It's considered no salt. Okay. It, it's it's negligible. Now, where you get into the tricky part is if you're like me, I like black coffee. I love black coffee, but I also mm. like creamer. So I will have both. I will enjoy a very good black coffee mm. um, or espresso, but I will also dump 16 pounds of creamer into my coffee. So if you've ever noticed that when you're at a restaurant, they give you this little bitty tiny creamer and you put six of them in your coffee. Yeah. That little itty bitty tiny creamer is one serving. Oi. So if in it of itself is only five milligrams or less and they mark it as no salt or even the creamer bottle will say, you know, five milligrams or no sodium per serving. What happens if you use 13 servings because you put a quarter cup of, of creamer in your coffee? Now you suddenly have sodium. So you you do have to pay attention that if you're using more than what a serving size is, you could inadvertently, it's like the spray cans of butter. Okay. If it's got real butter in it and it's got real dairy in it, it's going to have salt. See, like, you know, I, 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 I always buy a cheap, this is like the cheapest cup of coffee I can tolerate. And it's not terrible. And, you know, because, you know, hey, I'm loving it, but they don't sponsor the station. So I try right. to keep it hid a little bit here back behind the stuff uh, on camera and such. But when I order this, I always ask for a large coffee, five cream. Mm-hmm. And That's five servings of cream. Yeah. So actually, they have a pump. So yeah. you're actually getting more than that. It, well, it's the, the reason I order five cream is because someone that I know used to work there and they have this little uh. thing that says one uh, I think it says one, two, and three. So when you order it, and someone says, I want three cream butter, they push the button. Gotcha. So when I order this, they push three, and then they push two, and then they pour the coffee in. So right. that's why I say five cream, so they know how many times or which buttons to push. That's and funny. So, yeah, so you get your, your dispenser thing there. But, uh, you know, coffee ordering is... <laughs> Actually, let's, let's get into... Uh, Hypernatremia. I I did not even know this was a thing that existed. So uh, hypernatremia is when you have too much salt. Um, It's when when your body is flooded with salt and you have a a higher concentration. So if you ever have your salt tested and your blood tested, um, there's a certain range like anything else, your cholesterol, your sugars, all of that stuff, there's a certain range. So if you hit over 145 on your sodium, um, you're considered hyponatremic. Um, which is bad. It causes heart failure, high blood pressure, heart disease. It can cause problems with your liver, and you're just flooding your body with a bunch of crap you shouldn't be flooding it with. So it's um, a lot of times you'll see it in dehydration. 
because when you're dehydrated you don't have the amount of water to filter through your body and go through everything so it it's just kind of like a big old salted lake where there's not enough water and there's more salt than water and it just corrodes the crap out of everything Aye. yeah that man <laughs> such a mess holy cow it's, I know, I'm going to be a salt uh, expert by the time uh, I'm done. Well, show. yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm, right? I, I know all kinds of stuff about salt. Now I'm going to go home and I'm going to be like, um, well, what's in that? How much salt is in that? How much is in there? Because usually I'm just worried about, you know, the carbs. You know, I just watch and count carbs. But, uh, man, we've got uh, uh, sharing in. Do you have a low-so waffle pancake recipe? Um, I do. Frozen waffles are close to yep. 400 milligrams just for one. Yep. So, uh, you know, how would, I mean, because I know you do recipes. Mm-hmm. You're really, really good. You're like, why don't you, before we get into that, why don't you tell everybody about what's sitting in that Tupperware right there? So, and actually, it, it here, would look, go ahead and tell everybody, and I'm going to get it. It would look a lot better if it was like on a nice, beautiful steaming plate. And if anybody's ever seen my stuff, I, I, I like to make my plates look as pretty as possible. So, this is what's called, ro- oh, now it smells good in here. See, you need a microwave. This is a, you're torturous human beings to not have a Ooh. cooking device in, in, in my presence. Oh, that, this does smell good. <laughs> I do, this does smell good. really good. Um, so it's called Ropa Vieja, which is essentially translates to torn clothes or old clothes. It's a Cuban dish that you, you cook the crap out of the meat. It's usually beef or pork. <laughs> and you, you do. You cook it, it. I think I cooked it for four hours yesterday. Four hours? Mm-hmm. What do you, is that like crock pot or? Um, I used to use a lot of the crock pot uh, all my life. I love my crock pots and I still have a purpose for it. Like if I was going to bring you guys a bunch of food, I'd bring Mm -hmm. my crock pot. I wouldn't cook it in the crock pot. I would cook it the way I cook it and then put it in the crock pot so it stays warm for you guys. So it's more of a serving vessel for me. The reason for that, um, Jim, you'll probably love this one, is for cast iron. Another Mm. shameless plug for cast iron. So... That that when you make a, a a roast or it's another step. Yes, you got to sear it off in the cast iron. But when you cook it in the Dutch oven and in the way that it's cooked, in the length that it's cooked, it just it imparts a flavor that you can't get anywhere else. So this I cooked in my cast iron, and that's the other thing. People, how do you find time? I have a job. I have this. I have my cooking. I have everything else, and somehow I managed to cook a four-hour dish last night. So how do you do that? Is it just like super low heat? Or? Yeah, 300 degrees, four hours. So you you sear the meat in the cast iron first. Okay. Sear all the sides. Take the right. big old hunk of meat out of it, put it on a plate, and then you put all your other stuff, your onions, your garlic. I use wine. Everybody's been begging me for my wine sauce. Here's my super secret wine sauce. You put onions in a hot pan, and then you put garlic in that pan, and you saute them for like five minutes. And you dump one of those little itty bitty mini shooter bottles, you know, the alcoholics love, a wine in that pan, and you let it reduce until it's gone. I mean, I don't. So, what is a mini shooter bottle? <laughs> They're the little tiny itty bitty. I mean, it's a legit a wine bottle, but is it's, this, like, it's like, this big. Is that what they used to the like? The little four w- packs you see at the grocery store. Like when you used to get them on the airlines or in the hotels? Yeah, kind of. Like yeah. the mini bar yeah, kind of exactly. thing? Exactly. Okay. All Not right, quite all that right. many as the whiskeys and stuff come in, but it's pretty darn close. Yeah. Pretty darn close. Yeah. Okay. It's like it's a. It's supposed to be one serving of wine, which is a half a glass of wine in one little bottle. So I dump that one. And if you're making a huge batch of something, you can actually use more wine than that and buy a 
but because I don't drink, I don't have bottles of wine lying around. So I buy the little four packs to cook with. Uh. But that's my super secret sauce that everybody wants is, is literally just onions, garlic, some pepper, and a bottle of wine that reduces down to nothingness. Huh. And that's it. And that's exactly what the peppers and onions are that are on top you know. of the So on the very first episode of My Low So Life, you just got a secret recipe for yourself. Secret recipe. Don't so tell how about that? <laughs> yeah. So. My sister's been asking me for that one for a while now, and I just haven't had time to write it down. I just, you know, I don't write it down. But that's where you say time, and it's... Is that I, what those peppers are yep, cooked in? Yep. Because, that, oh man, that smells good. Yep. It really does. Same with the rice. Uh, the rice is, I call it turmeric rice. Turmeric is really good for you. So it's just, you know, what heat What is turmeric? It's just a spice. Okay. It's a, uh, I believe it's an Asian spice, Indian spice. But either way, it's a very orange spice. Don't spill it on your countertops because you will have orange counters. Uh, the irony is, is it whitens your teeth. Really? It will stain anything that it comes in contact with. But it your pots, your pans, teeth. spoons, countertop, your clothes, your skin. It will stain everything that it even remotely touches. It's bright orange. Um, but it will whiten your teeth. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know the chemical hilarious. science behind that one. But it, 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 that's So now you know you can go and you can actually take your toothbrush, dip <laughs> it in turmeric, <laughs> brush your teeth, and you're good yeah. to go. You don't have to go uh, get any other teeth whitening right. see you're getting all kinds of tips this is the very first episode you're getting all kinds of tips right. here on my low so life but um so okay all so right. let's go back to so waffles and pancakes um speaking of recipes the the trouble with waffles and pancakes and the reason why and sherry asked this and frozen waffles is close to 400 milligrams for one this is very true the reason behind that is again the baking soda bisodium carbonate it's what makes them so light and fluffy um, I have switched from pancakes to crepes only because I can make a bunch of them and they freeze fantastically. So I can bring out a few of them. I can roll anything I want in them, a fruit compote, uh, butter, cheese. You can even use savory products and put meat inside of them like a burrito, which you wouldn't think that uh, sweet and savory like that would go together. But surprisingly, it does. And it's actually pretty prominent in a lot of cuisines. But it, it's... You can do pancakes. I, I do them occasionally. The way I make them, they just don't freeze very well. So if you're going to do uh, frozen waffles and frozen pancakes and, and crepes, you can get uh, no sodium or low sodium. Most grocery stores have a low sodium baking soda. It's okay. about half the baking soda of, of normal baking soda, so it's significantly reduced, which helps. But it's for those that are really limited, uh, it's not enough. But you can order, um, and I'm not going to be able to remember the name of it at the moment. I have it in my cupboard. But you can order no-salt baking soda where it's it's a completely different chemical compound, but it, it gives you the same uh, effect that baking soda does. Okay, so basically it's the same thing, just right. absolutely right. no salt. It is a little trickier when you're not cooking with baking soda um, or salt because even cookies, baked goods, have salt in them. Our little friend Sarah knows everything about baking Um knows that you can't not cook with salt the problem is 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 it it makes a cookie really high in salt because you use a lot of salt if you think two teaspoons in a cookie recipe well now one cookie is like two hundred dollars <laughs> you put salt in cookies yeah see i don't bake i don't i cook salt a little and bread bit. so bread is really high you don't eat a lot of carbs no but another really hard one is bread because bread is really high in sodium um, because you add a lot of salt to bread and bread, it retards the yeast so your bread doesn't overproof. Okay. So if you don't cook with salt, you have to 
learn a whole new baking process to watch your bread more carefully so it doesn't overproof and deflate and turn into a big giant ball of crap. Wow. Yeah. Right. Then trials and tribulations of baking. So what do you, do you have like a standard diet you go like, is there something that you eat more of than anything else because it's just easy or? Potatoes. Just, potatoes. But I'm, I'm a potato whore. I love potatoes. I love yeah. everything about potatoes, fried potatoes, oh, yeah. mashed potatoes, Hasselback potatoes are delicious. Hasselback? What's a Hasselback potato? You take a potato and you cut a bunch of thin little slices and then you stuff some goodness in those thin little slices like jalapenos or onions or cheese and then you bake it that way. So it's like a baked potato, but it's got a little lot of little slices of goodness in it. Okay. I know what that is. I never, I yeah. didn't know it was called a thing. I just, yep. you know. Hasselback potatoes. See, because I like. Well, you couldn't, you probably couldn't do that, could you? Because I love bacon. I love bacon on potatoes. So the trick to bacon is I make bacon. My husband gets to eat the bacon. I get to sniff the bacon. (laughs) Dream about the bacon. Fantasize about it. That's not fair. You know, lick my fingers after it's cooked. But the bacon grease uh, is surprisingly low in sodium. Really? And you'd be surprised by that because you think the bacon's high in sodium. So the grease of it must be high in sodium. But the osmosis process in which the bacon absorbs the salt through the curing process is actually in the meat fibers themselves. The Mm. same as brining. It's actually in the meat. So, of course, whenever you cook something, some of that leaches out into your your sauce or your grease or whatever. So if I'm cooking something, if I use a few tablespoons of bacon grease instead of olive oil or something else, I can impart that bacony goodness without the part that's going to make me want to die. That's okay. So that's my bacon trick. Well, I mean, because bacon grease actually, I it makes anything taste good. It does to me. I mean, I I like bacon grease. I'll use it. It makes uh, great for salad dressings. So if you add a couple tablespoons of bacon grease into like a pasta salad dressing, yeah, it's good stuff. So, and I can't quite read that. Is that uh, Maya M A M A I J A? Hello, Maya. Is that how you say your name? And, uh, Jim Anderson again. He's going to be my stalker. And yes, got, you got to have, have waffles. Yeah, got to have your waffles. One of so. these days, maybe Jim will send me that fancy cast iron waffle skillet thing. I've been wanting one of those for a long time. Oh, yeah. It's a it's, it's a learning curve to learn how to use them because, I mean, it you get to burn your waffle real easy. But we have, my wife makes those every great once in a while. We have all that, but I, yeah. I don't because, yeah, I've never. No. I've never actually even, I've never even opened it and actually had it stay together. <laughs> she does. She, it's great. It works every time she yeah. uses it. But I open that thing and there's a waffle up here. There's a waffle down here. It, it's a mess. Funny. And I'm like, so I don't even try. I don't even do that. So That's now funny. I can, I can do pancakes all right. Yeah. But, but again. So here's a funny short little story. Um, it, up until recently, I can cook a lot of things. I have a chicken and spinach stuffed manicotti that's absolutely fabulous. Uh, but I up in, literally up until about the last six months, I could never make a grilled cheese sandwich. Really? It always turned out to be this flattened, squishy, grease-laden, disgusting, not like the perfectly crisp, golden brown thing you get at a restaurant. I can cook so many different things, and I couldn't cook a grilled cheese sandwich. I, uh-huh. le- I finally ca- taught myself... Lately, but yeah. Okay, then, well, then what's going to have to happen next time? Because we're actually already coming up on less than two minutes here. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, we're, we're, it went that fast. It goes that fast. So first episode ever. Uh, 